Podcasting from a sex writing cave somewhere in the middle of the internet, this is The Smut Lancer Show, a weekly podcast where we discuss writing about sex and getting paid to do it. The Smut Lancer Podcast is hosted by Kayla Lords and Molly Moore, two sex bloggers who have more ideas than they have time in the day. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smut Lancer Podcast is produced weekly, except during those times when we finally admit we need a mini vacation. Show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. When you're ready to take your smut lancing career to a new level, join the Smut Lancers community on Patreon. For as little as $5 per month, you can ask questions, get answers, and interact with both Molly and Kayla and an entire community of other people who create content about sex and want to get paid to do it. Head over to patreon.com slash thesmutlancers. That's patreon.com slash thesmutlancers to learn more. Hello, everybody. Kayla Lords here with the fabulous Molly Moore, back for another Smut Lancers podcast episode this week. Uh-huh. We're doing our mailbag. We are back answering questions. And we are. They only sort of involve the world being on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, they will help you out. They will. They will provide guidance or things to think about or ways of looking at the world that maybe you didn't have before that's all we can ever hope for right what whatever the world might be right now that is exactly (laughs) because we're also time travelers uh we are recording this on one day and you are listening to it about two weeks later we don't really know what the world will be like well the world in two weeks time so yeah yeah. no no we're just we're gonna oh that's a wild thought let's set that aside right now yeah we're gonna we're gonna pretend it's it's fine this is fine okay first question comes to us from julie of masters pleasing bitch she is at mpb julie on twitter and it she references uh, something we talked about through our Patreon community, which we have not plugged recently, patreon.com slash smutlancers. Uh, and that is how to write sexy, smutty things when your libido is rock bottom. I know I have thoughts, but Molly, uh, please, please do share your thoughts. <laughs> um, so some, I guess there's like two answers to this. If you're really just not feeling it, then that's okay. And you can actually just say, I'm not feeling it. This isn't my headspace. I can't force this. And I'm just going to give myself a break. And that's absolutely fine. However, if you're like, oh, maybe I could feel like I'm more about like inspiration. Like I just, uh, I just need something to get me going kind of thing. Um, then the only things that I can really offer really are the things that I tend to use when I'm in that situation and for me one of them is um the images that I create so photography um I take a lot of photographs all the time and I tend to go through them and edit them usually at the time but not always and then I pop them all into a folder which is the to be used folder um which sounds way kinkier than it is (laughs) um although there's a lot of naked in there um so if I'm really just like, oh, I don't know what to write, I will go, I'll click on that folder and I will just sit and spend a bit of time scrolling through them because quite often I'll stumble across a picture that I took a month ago, a week ago, maybe even a year ago, maybe even two years ago, where I'm like, oh, I never wrote about that time or that reminds me of this other time. Um, and so then that kind of, you know, that's that little spark of inspiration and then I'm off because I've kind of got my, I guess, like my prompt kind of thing. So... 
Um, obviously, if you're not a photography person like myself and you're not taking pictures of yourself, then maybe you don't have that resource. But maybe that you're inspired by other people's images and that's fine too where you see perhaps other people have posted photograph and you look and you're like wow that's really hot that makes me imagine what that would be like or that picture of so and so that's so hot i would love to do a thing like that or i've got a fantasy that's related to something like that like you know use those stuff use that kind of you know the the other bloggers who are putting stuff out there to inspire you maybe you wrote read something that sparked a little bit of interest in your libido where you're like you can then write a post saying you know what my libido's in this place but i read this you know story by so and so um whilst it didn't like you know have me roaring back into my sex life it sparked a little something because of this because this thing about it turned me on or whatever so i think just exploring the subject in the way that works for you is important and i think um that yeah looking for ways that you can inspire yourself whether that's you know for some people for me as well i am a um a fairly dedicated wanker <laughs> so um you know i will admit that um where are we i don't even know what day of the week is that's the thing about this i've really lost track of the days of the week at the moment um friday um I can't remember if it was the beginning of this week or the end of last week because again everything's gone blah, blah. Um, like I, two, I had two days where I didn't orgasm I didn't masturbate and that's for me that's really that's the equivalent of like six months um, <laughs> and so I suddenly and I, the thing is I hadn't even realised that two days had gone by and then suddenly I was like wait something is missing I don't I'm not doing a thing I, what is the thing that I'm not doing that I normally do oh oh I haven't done that um and so then I was like oh I should do that I should set times and time to do that and obviously it's not like I was even like oh I must come I've got feel the urge but I was like oh no I should get back to that and so I kind of like made I don't want to say made myself but I made time for myself to see if I could get there so I was like you know what I'm gonna do that I'm gonna have 20 minutes I'm gonna go and lay down on the bed I'm gonna you know do whatever it is that you do perhaps read some porn watch some porn talk to a partner whatever the thing is um and just see if it like you know the spark was there it was um we're totally back on track i will say that um tabitha's um 30 day orgasm fun i can't remember the exact um hashtag she uses link in the show notes um is for the whole of April and so her um idea was orgasms to help with mental health she started this project I want to say this might be its fourth or fifth year I can't remember um and so the idea is not to necessarily orgasm every day but to set aside some time for you to touch yourself and feel in touch with your body every day if that leads to orgasm woohoo but it's not like you know you must have an orgasm a day for the whole of April it's more about I must encouraging you to set that little bit of time aside to engage with yourself on a physical sensual sexual level um and if that leads to an orgasm woohoo and hopefully if not it just leads to you feeling better about your body or feeling more connected with your body so that's another thing that it might be worth looking at like is would that be helpful to you to re-engage with your body in that way so then that would help you maybe with writing your stuff there's also another aspect of this is if you're writing smart as part of your job 
So where it's not like, oh, I'm going to sit down and write this sexy thing about the thing I, about my fantasy or whatever, but you're writing more. It's like, this is, how do you write sexy smart for my job when I don't feel sexy? That's a little bit harder. I think that probably just, again, I feel like it's a bit like a muscle that you've just got to work and hopefully this isn't a brand new gig to you like if somebody's literally just employed you to do this and you're in that headspace then that might be a challenge more than a challenge actually than if this has been something you've been doing for you know six months or something because I think what you've got to do is kind of dig a bit deep and go how do I do these things I remember how to do them I know how to write a piece of smart it doesn't matter whether I'm in that space or not tis harder to do I will absolutely grant you but I think it's a bit of kind of like I don't know it's like so it's a bit like cleaning the toilet isn't it nobody wants to do it but everyone's happy when you've done it <laughs> like you're like oh it looks much better now um uh although I can't believe I just likened writing smart to cleaning the toilet <laughs> so now I'm a bit like so maybe forget that analogy completely forget that analogy I've it's the sign of the times that. we live in that we can right, compare right. One to Maybe the other. that's wasn't my best analogy ever, so we'll just gloss over that. Um, but it's one of those things. I think, like, if it is for a gig, if it is for money, um, then you've kind of got to just, yeah, square up and be like, okay, I've got to write this thing, and I know how to write. Yeah, you, you. At that point, once if it's for money, you you treat it like a job. I mean, there are a lot of jobs that I don't feel like doing, but I really like money, and so I will show up <laughs> because we like money. And do the thing. Right. Right. Um, I agree completely. I know y'all are probably very tired of me saying that after Molly speaks. Um, as somebody who has had no libido for a very, 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 very long time, um, one of the things I will also say is um, unless it is uh, for money or just because it's a commitment you've made that you want to keep, it feels important to you to keep, the other side of that is don't and I don't mean don't write I really think that as long as you have the willingness to create your content um it is like a muscle if you get out of that habit um not because it's difficult for you or because you're going through something or you know the world's on fire around us but because you think you don't have anything to write about that is a a skill and a muscle that kind of wastes away a little bit and it becomes weaker. So as long as you have the desire to create your content and you're thinking, but I, the smut is just not happening. I don't have a libido. I'm not interested. I can one write about that. I think, I don't think mm -hmm. after all these years, I don't think enough of us write about not wanting sex. I think that um, once we start writing about our sexy fun times, if that's the content you're creating where you're talking about your personal life or you're writing erotica, we get it into our head that that's the only thing we're supposed to create content mm -hmm. about. Um, and the flip side reality of a sex life is that you will not always want sex. You will, you will not be interested. The stress will be too overwhelming, whatever. The other thing is that I have found that when, even though I have enough uh, experience at this point that sitting down to write on all, almost any topic is a muscle reflex at this point. It's muscle memory. I don't have to be in the mood to write about something. I can do it. What will happen to me, and I think this could possibly be true for writing erotic pieces, whether it's 
you know, your erotic nonfiction about your own sex life or it's uh, fiction and it's, you know, smut. Um, if I feel like there are other things going on inside my head that are weighing on me, that are important to me, that are things I want to express, but I've either told myself I can't or shouldn't publish that content about that or that I, I do this to myself a lot. I shouldn't be thinking about that, worried about that, whatever. I will block myself. So I just did this the other day and it has nothing to do with smut. Although after I unblocked myself, I had the urge to go write at KaylaLords.com about sex for the first time in four months. Um, I had some thoughts and they don't need that. It's one of those times I would say, nope, that doesn't need to go on my blog, but I had thoughts. I opened up a Google doc and I literally just stream of consciousness all of the things that have been on my mind that I really wanted to get off my chest, but didn't feel like I knew where that content needed to go. Sometimes those feelings and thoughts need to go into a document that nobody but you will ever see. Maybe a trusted friend, maybe <laughs> nobody. And you you rage at whatever is on your mind. Maybe it's the fact that your libido is low. Maybe it's the fact that you're worried about income and health because the world is on fucking fire. Maybe it's something else that's happened in your life and it and it's it's weighing on you. For me, the moment I got that out, and it's imperfectly out, like there's more I could say, but I went, oh, oh, this, I feel like about five pounds lighter, okay. Other thoughts bubbled up to the surface had nothing to do with that. Things I had told uh -huh. myself four or five months ago, I, I just didn't wasn't feeling it. I didn't want to write about it anymore. They were there. I still didn't sit uh -huh. down to write them at the time, but the urge came back. The the memory that, oh, I know how to form these words and put that phrase together. And I, I remember how to do this. We Right. And I guess that's like what I just said. It's, all, it's a muscle memory it is. almost in that way. It is. I think writing is very similar to that kind of thing, like dancing or anything. Like yes. As you, as you, when you pick up the pen or in this case, the keyboard. And I think that we, we, I'm not a fan of the term writer's block, even though I understand it. I think we block ourselves. So think about maybe, so I know somebody out there is gonna be like, but my, my content is only smut. I don't share my personal life. So I don't want to write about the fact that I don't have a libido right now. Okay. Open up that word doc that nobody else is ever going to see. Type whatever is in your head or voice dictate or however you, however mm -hmm. you do it, get it, get the thoughts, try it. If I, if it doesn't work for you, you can say to yourself, the next time Kayla offers advice, fuck that shit. I tried that last one and it did not work for me. But if you've never done it, I would urge you not are all the commas in the right place. Does my paragraph look good? not the creating content that somebody else is going to see just literally find a way to get it out of your head whatever those right. thoughts are and then see what you can do my first right. my first piece of advice is i think more of us need to write about the fact that we're not feeling sexy i don't think we write about that enough i don't think we not even write i don't think we talk about that enough i don't think there's enough content out there about the fact that you know what pandemics will kill your libido you know uh <laughs> aging jobs, mental health, physical health, those things will kill your libido. Like, I think we need more of those conversations. Um, but if sure. that does not feel right for the kind of content you create, find another space. Because I also think that it is very easy to get really focused on the thing we're not doing and to have thoughts about it and to have unexpressed thoughts about it. 
and then that blocks some of our creativity. So that would be the other and side. And the of that. one tiny little thing that jumped into my head as Kayla was speaking, if you write fiction, maybe you need to write fiction about somebody who's not feeling sexy right now. Yes. Yes. I, um, I think that's a good idea. Sometimes like, you know, fictionalizing, exploring those topics through fiction can be very useful and cathartic to you, but also for people who read um because it feels like something perhaps that they can identify with. So maybe that's another idea as well that you can try that kind of thing. So, yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Next question is also from Julie. And it's actually not a question. It's a comment, but I definitely wanted to include it because I had been noticing this myself. So let's have the conversation. So this is for the people out there who are creating content where comments can be left. Like in podcasts, it's hard to comment, but videos, Mm -hmm there's a comment section. Blogs, websites, there's usually a comment section. And Julie um, says, I notice fewer people are commenting and reading other people's blogs. And I, and she couched this in the same place I had noticed it, which she was doing the Masturbation Monday Roundup for me, uh, the week that we are recording. And she noticed what I have noticed, which is if you're the first like two or three um, links, you'll get several comments. And by the time you're the last like five, maybe six people to link up on a blogging meme, not a, not a single comment. And I have long noticed that myself. So this is more of a community. This isn't about, you know, how you're going to make money or how to handle your Mm -hmm. site. But this is more of a, a thought exercise on participating in the community. I want to say before, because I want to throw this to you, Molly, I know you have thoughts. I do want to say that nobody is required to comment on every single thing you read. Uh, You are not required to read the blogs of people you don't like. Neither of us would ever say that. So let's, Uh let's just put that out there first and foremost. This is for the those the not those situations i would say so molly uh-huh. what do you say about that or to that sort of observation so it's interesting about that like i feel so two things so first of all i would say the amount that i have been commenting has reduced in the last actually three to six months and that is simply a reflection of the fact that i have been struggling with life a bit and so have just felt less time to fit everything in and the work that pays the money kind of comes first and then that other stuff second i do always comment on every sinful sunday every week um because that's like my baby um but i know in some of the other memes i joined in i know that i have not been doing the greatest job ever and i think that one of the things is to perhaps acknowledge that like we've said the world's a bit on fire right now and so maybe people aren't just feeling like they have the words to leave i don't know um but if you are part of that kind of community and you're blogging and joining in with memes and stuff I I think it's nice to try to make the effort if you can. And what I've always said to people on Sinful Sunday is that I don't expect everybody to sit and comment on every post every week. There are in, you know, there are somewhere between kind of on average 30 and 50 posts a week. That's a lot of stuff to go through. But like if everybody picked half a dozen, um, 
that would be great i've often always said to people as well is try to pick randomly perhaps try not to comment on the same people every week um if you've got be like oh i picked those six last week i'll go and visit six other people this week um those are some like skills that you can implement to give you like like okay i'm still commenting i'm commenting on a few i make sure it's random i just click on the six that was whatever i try to make sure i visit different people each week i think that those are some good commenting habits to get into there is a benefit to commenting to be fair that's beyond so firstly as a writer who puts stuff out there if you're a blogger and you put stuff out there i'm sure we all know how lovely it is i certainly i know when people leave a comment where you go oh, you know they left a nice comment they said how hot my piece was or how whatever you know whatever it is or if i've written a piece about how crap life is right now where people have come along and gone you know what i feel the same this is my situation there's connection in those conversations and i think that um for the person who comments and the person who is receiving the comment um hopefully there's a connection there that makes that feel everybody kind of goes well that was a nice thing um but there are other benefits to leaving comments in the sense that you they do actually drive traffic the more you comment you will actually see an uptick in your it will be small you and that's why it's something you have to do on a semi-regular basis but you will find that as a general rule that will bring people back to your site you know vice versa particularly if you could perhaps comment on sites that are a lot busier than yours but i wouldn't again i wouldn't be like go and look for the block the six blogs that you think are the busiest um but you know all that there there are benefits to that other people get to see your thoughts and opinions other people get to look and go who come and visit you know my sinful sunday gets an awful awful lot of people come and view way 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 more than comment and those are missed as we've talked about before those are your readers who you have no idea who they are the thousands of people who come every day who you don't know who they are they look at my picture and 99.9 percent .9 of them say nothing but they come and they come really regularly hopefully maybe they even come come <laughs> sometimes <laughs> who knows um and I bet that many of them uh, over at times, particularly perhaps if they've got a bit more time than other days, will scroll down and perhaps look at the comments that have been left and may well look and go, huh, I wonder what this, I wonder what this person's, you know, thing is about. And we'll click on that and that your comment left will bring potentially perhaps one of my readers or vice versa, one of your readers to me because they're like intrigued by the comment that I've left maybe. So those that does happen i think there's a that, that that definitely happens there's a little kind of cross-pollination there um that it's worth if you're building an audience and as we have said building an audience takes time dedicated time and effort it, you can't just rock up build a website and expect you know thousands of people to be reading it within a week it's not going to happen um so commenting and being part of a community can really help build traffic and audience in that sense so i think that there's a benefit to doing it on that level as well as i think there's a personal benefit to connecting with people and making somebody feel good about the work that they've done just as you feel good about the work you've done when someone comments on yours that's it again don't feel like oh my god i have to sit down and comment on everybody's do what you can do what feels good to you but i do think there's a value in it 
I agree with Molly. <laughs> also, I'm going to pull out what is becoming, I think, my quarterly request slash reminder slash cheerleading effort for the fucking like button. I know there are people who hate the passivity of like buttons. I love like buttons. I love them on Twitter. I love them on Instagram. I love them on blogs. Why? Because when I don't have words, and sometimes you don't, you read a thing and you go, that was a really nice thing. And I want somebody to know I was here, but I don't have the energy or the brain space to leave some inane little comment that adds nothing. Mm -hmm. I love a like button because then I can acknowledge. I can be like, look, I saw this thing that you did. I was here. Click. I love a like button. So... I think I, I truly think at this point, once a quarter, I'm telling y'all how I like a like button. It is always a personal decision on any uh, content you create, whether you have that feature. But I'm here for a like button. I get very disappointed when I go to sites. I'm like, I really like this, but I don't have anything to actually say to this. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, but they don't have a like button. They don't have another a way for me to acknowledge. The other thing I will say, and this sometimes gets overlooked, and I noticed this more in other places, mostly because I haven't actually been sex blogging since my last post as of the day of recording was January 5th, but whatever. Um, Don't overlook the, I know, I know. Uh, Should be ashamed of it. I am, I am. (laughs) Um, Don't overlook the connection we create sometimes through social media. So sometimes people aren't commenting on a blog post, but they've retweeted it. They've sh- I was just going to say, don't forget sharing. Or if people write roundup posts, exactly. maybe they don't comment, but they they write, you know, whether they write a roundup post once a year or once a month or whatever. Me, I write them when at random times <laughs> when there's the space to do so. Um, that you know, maybe they haven't commented, but they've done that. So I think yeah, there are other ways of commenting and in inverted commas so yes maybe people i um would say that commenting changed has gradually changed over the years with the rise of social media and there was certainly you know when in the early days of my sex blogging career um back in the dark ages um commenting was far more prolific far more prolific than it is now um because otherwise, like, nobody knew anything. There was the only way to really connect. And then kind of Twitter got much busier and really got much bigger. Um, and I would say, you know, I don't know, 2010 to 2014 maybe. Um, way more commenting, I think. And grad kind of 2014. And then it's kind of gradually changed as how people um, interact and connect have changed so you know people using social media more and stuff like that so yeah i just yeah yeah i think there's a lot of ways to build community i mean i'm even thinking right now some content that i create that doesn't get a single comment on it sometimes because it can't a podcast can't really have a comment right i get Mm -hmm. but i get emails from audience members all the time Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. they're interacting with the content so what i would say is if you are listening to this and one, we hope nobody feels 
shamed or guilty for whatever your level no, of participation not is. Not at all. But if you are thinking, I want to do more, but I'm, you know, what can I, what can I do? Do what is true to you. So if that means that you read something that really affects you, but you're like, I don't really want to leave a comment here, but maybe you want to share it or you want to link back to it or you retweet it on Twitter or you reach out to that person and you email them or use their contact page. Also, my quarterly begging moment please put a contact page on your site those are very useful thanks um but you know whatever way is true for you there's no single right way to be a a member of any community there's no single right way to completely agree to interact with content um but Mm -hmm. if you are looking for more ways to create those connections one make sure it's authentic to you and two like the last thing where we talked about creating your content, even when you're not really feeling it, it's a bit of a memory, muscle memory there a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Like it has to, it needs to be authentic. It needs to be like, if you are, the world is on fire. If you don't have it in you to comment, like and write novel length comments on something, please don't, please, please, please do not. But if you are thinking, I want to, I want to do something, you know, there are so many ways to be part of any community. So find the way that speaks to you and then go for it. You don't know uh-huh. what connections you'll make. I think the reason I like to pull this question out every time it sort of shows up, because it shows up in different ways, you know, every few months, it's just to have the conversation about being part of a community. And I want to say, because some very interesting conversations have been had in the past several weeks about community, we don't all have to get along to be a community. Uh, uh-huh. We don't all have to like one another. It's Okay the community is something a bit broader and you get to pick and choose where your connections are within that community. And that is okay. So, yeah. yeah. So I think we're in agreement. I think hopefully that was useful. Uh, we have one other question. This one comes from spices of lust at spices of lust on Twitter. Um, they're asking our opinion on how to use the extra time we have now, meaning while the, world is on fire to (laughs) to grow the community and grow the blog now when i read the community i'm not sure if they mean like your own audience community or the general community. i would say the way that we just answered the last question helps grow the general community so let's focus on maybe a a site or a person audience building yeah 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 yeah. so what do you think um um um, what was the first bit of the question? Not the community. How to use the extra time we now have to grow community and blog and like what? Right. Yeah. Okay. So like, I kind of want to just refer you back a little bit to last week's episode where like, if you, despite the fact that suddenly you're at home when you used to work, I don't know, 50 hour week somewhere, um, and now suddenly you think I should be writing or I should be creating all this extra content as a result, and I'm not because my head's not there, that's absolutely fine. Don't feel a massive pressure to suddenly build this thing just because the world is on fire. Like, if you can't, don't have the bandwidth for this right now, that's absolutely fine. Forgive yourself that. Be kind to yourself. Da-da-da. However, if you are chomping at the bit going we're off we're both off work now or i'm off work now um or i'm working at home but i actually realized i can now do my 40 hour week in 20 um 
because I don't have my annoying boss, whatever your situation is and that you feel like you're spurred on, then just like any other time, I think I would write a bit of a plan. What is it that you want to achieve in this time? Think about how you're going to do it. Like, are you want to make more content that you've already made? Perhaps you want to make different content. Perhaps you suddenly, you know, this is the opportunity to start the podcast part of your project or you know whatever that is so I would say sit down have a think have a focus try not don't try to do everything don't be like right we're going to do this we're going to do that we're going to build five new websites we're going to be like I think you'll burn out I just don't think that um it's sustainable I think you'll exhaust yourself and probably get fairly Um, pissed off with it all fairly quickly so I would say like sit down have a massive brainstorm spew out all the ideas that you've got whether that from the completely fanciful to the we could absolutely achieve and then pick from those things where you're going to focus and what you're going to do and make yourself a bit of a plan just like I would advise any other time like you know decide when that, that time is that you're going to do the work that you need to do um think about the thing, what the subjects that you want to cover, um, how you're going to do that. I think, um, yeah, just like you would any other normal time. And building audience, I think is, I mean, we have covered this a lot about building audience. Um, Building an audience, and an audience means like readers on your blog, but that also, you know, you've then got the other strands of that, as in, you know, how many people follow you on Twitter, how many people are on your Facebook, da, 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 that's your, like, audience or your reach or, you know, how many people subscribe to your blog. Building audience takes time. Building an audience takes time. You cannot build an audience in a week or a month. Like, you start to, but it all takes time and the thing that you have to keep doing is building, creating content um, and then reaching out and reaching out into the sense of like the community as in being perhaps part of the community but also then just being there constantly producing good quality content um and building your audience that way so there's no like if i could give you a 10 step guide to <laughs> doing that that and trust me the internet is awash with you know 10 steps to getting 10,000 readers on your blog most of it is you know um it's all the stuff that I would advise you to do, but there's no guarantee that you'll get 10,000 readers in 10,000 minutes or some other ludicrous thing. Like, it just takes time. And it's trial and error and it's experimentation. And one platform will work for you in a way that another didn't. And suddenly you'll be like, wow, I get loads more traffic from Instagram than I do from Twitter or vice versa. Which of those platforms do you feel suits your style better? You know, actually, am I more of a Twitter person? It suits my style. I'm kind of a bit more wordy. Or actually, I'm a way more um, visual person. Um, I'm, but I'm feel stronger building an audience through Instagram. The, all that stuff takes trial and error and experimentation and seeing where your strength lies and where your comfort zone level lies too. As usual, she agrees. I was say, as usual, I don't disagree. I let me add some caveats from some things I'm doing, and they're not really caveats; they're just views. Take them or leave them. So, first of all, I would say if you 
have the mental capacity, bandwidth, whatever, to say, okay, here's what I'm doing. And I know not only want to do what I'm doing, I want to do more of it in order to achieve these goals. Um, good for you. I think that's great. I'm very happy for you. Um, but I would caution against the, I need growth for growth's sake. So I'm going to do things, mm -hmm. create content, start new projects, solely because I'm trying to grow an audience. Now, wanting to grow your audience is absolutely a worthy goal. Put that on your goal list. Yes, yes, yes. But the I want more numbers is a lot like the I want more money. It is not sustainable in the short term because like Molly's already said, it takes time. So when you start looking around at what you could be doing because you have the capacity to do it, again, good for you, very happy for you, you're gonna need a reason beyond that. So your reasons are your own, I will share my reasons. Uh, I added an extra podcast episode to Loving BDSM. The day we're recording it is the day I recorded the first one. It's like, it's just now happening. We're adding an extra live stream. We are, there was something else we were doing. Oh, we did something on our Patreon, something extra on our Patreon. I did that understanding that it would help me grow more content, more opportunities to reach people helps you grow. But that was not the immediate reason. The immediate reason was I wanted more ways to connect with the people who are already in my audience. I wanted to provide more value. I wanted to provide a distraction. I, I had other reasons. For me, it was really a lot about, let's offer some distraction and I wanna spend more time with these people because I like my audience. I have a genuine uh -huh. connection to my audience. Also, because I do try to put my business hat on occasionally, I know that some of those things will grow the audience. But right. that could not be the perp the only purpose for doing it because what would happen is if that's my only reason, it means after the first episode goes out, when it's this new thing and it's not on the schedule that I've just spent five years teaching people to follow, and I start looking at the numbers, I'm immediately going to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. Right? Because I think this one thing is going to like achieve this one goal. So whatever you decide you want to do, if you choose to do something, let there be another reason. Maybe it's content you've always wanted to create and you just didn't have time. Maybe mm -hmm. it's, there is a community aspect to it. You want to give back in some way. You want to step up your presence in the community. You want to have conversations that aren't being had. Whatever other reason there is, something has to be able to sustain you through the, it takes a long fucking time to build an audience. Like you, you need, I genuinely believe the more money, more people goal can't, it's just, it's not a goal that works well in the short term. I have, I have a client who, starts and doesn't abandon, but starts a project and then gets a little tired of it a lot because he wants immediate growth, immediate this, immediate money making. And I'm the one in the background going, this is a really cool idea, but it's gonna take at least this much time. It's gonna take at least minimum a year, minimum this, minimum that. And he's like, I know, I know, I know. And then we're three or four months in and it's not hitting whatever. And he's ready to start something new. I think if it, there's nothing wrong with that if you can sustain that, but I think most of us that are trying to run a website, a podcast, a thing, that becomes exhausting after a while and our resources are limited and our resources are not just money. 
it's time, it's energy, it's brain space and capacity. Like every resource we have is finite. So whatever you choose to do, make sure there's a bigger reason than this will help me grow an audience because I just, I don't know. I just don't think that's enough. That's, that's just me. That's just my personal view. You can disagree with me if you want, <laughs> but I just, I just don't think so. Um, I am often a fan of, especially if you provide, if you see the content you create as in part as providing some value or service to your audience, whether that's in terms of information, education, entertainment, a distraction, whatever. I also think that it's not a bad idea to approach new projects with that same service in mind, mm -hmm. assuming you see your content. Like some people don't see their content that way and that's fine. You don't, ha you definitely don't have to, but I, like I do like the, the, not my personal site, but every other site I run, I do it for a lot of reasons. I do it because I enjoy it. I do it because it's important to me. I do it blah, 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 blah. But one of those reasons is this provides something of value to the end user, to the audience, to the listener, to the reader. Right. And so when I'm thinking about what do I want to do next, I have this sort of mental checklist of do I have the time? Do I have the resources? Do I think this is sustainable? Is it something I really, really want to do? And then one of those questions I'm asking myself is, does it provide any value to the audience I've already got or the audience I want to have? And for mm -hmm. me, if it if I I can't answer that in a way that I'm satisfied with, then it's probably it then it's not usually a project one I'm going to want to do long term or two that I'm going to even move forward on because what's the point? Right. Uh, and that that again a personal choice there. It's a personal decision you make. So it but it is something to consider, especially if you are faced with. I know many of us, uh, Quinn didn't a a ask a question for this mailbag, but I know it's a question that Quinn asked, has asked a couple times in the past of what do I do with all these, th all these ideas I've got? What do I do with this massive to-do list, right? And it's, it's easy to have a lot of ideas, especially if you're finding yourself with a lot more time than you're used to having. And so you can also be overwhelmed with your own ideas. Um, that's how I, that's part of how I narrow down those ideas. Mm -hmm. Time, resources, yeah, yeah, yeah. How much do I want to do it? Blah, blah, blah. Can I physically do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, also, that's the other question I ask. What value does it provide? What what does it give my audience? What's, it, what's its point for my audience? Mm -hmm. And that's another way to look at it, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's what I would add. So, <laughs> any final thoughts, Molly? I don't think so like yeah no I think I'm good like I you know it's um perhaps look back through some of the other episodes we've done we have talked a lot about audience building we've talked um a lot about this about those kinds of subjects like I know in what a previous mail brag somebody asked like you know what's the one thing I can do when I have very limited time um you know and our answer basically was uh, create content if they've got really really limited time don't waste your time going back and like reviewing your seo or redesigning your blog um create content if, if you've literally got a tiny bit of time so i would say look back uh, through our archives um and perhaps have a listen to some of the other stuff because i feel like we've covered this in related 
fashion um and maybe you might find some stuff useful there about as i said about audience building using your time um those kinds of things um but yeah apart from that i don't think i have anything okay and yes and i will link to some of those things in the show notes um for anybody who's interested so that way you can get that information and i mean we're happy to tackle retackle subjects so again if you um have something where you're like have you done or i know you did but could you talk again about then please do get in touch and let us know what you want us to talk about either when we do our joint episode or our own individual episodes because we do one each as well so um maybe you feel that we touched on a subject but actually it left you with a burning question um then let us know because that can help inform us of the stuff like perhaps if we've missed something um or else how we can like flesh out certain topics that maybe um we've only you know picked out a little bit so yeah come at us as always i agree with molly i'm gonna get that (laughs) just tattooed somewhere on my body I might have to get you a t-shirt. Uh, you know, we have a lot of good t-shirt ideas. I'm just saying. Uh, we need to do something about that. Okay, so uh, before we go, this, I'm going to use this as a reminder. If you have lots of other questions and you're like, I really don't want to wait once a month to get my questions answered. Uh, if you can, we understand uh, the world is on fire right now. Resources and money are limited for some for many people. Uh, but if you can, we highly, highly, highly encourage and welcome you at our community, patreon.com slash the smutlancers with an S on the end. Uh, yes, you can actually search us on Patreon and find us, but it's patreon.com slash the smutlancers. When you join at um, as low as $5 per month, you get access to our Slack group where there are multiple is it channels, threads. It's a term. I don't know. I can barely use Slack, but... The questions fly fast and furious, and it's not just Molly and myself who answer them. The whole community chips in and shares their knowledge, and we uh-huh. all grow together, and so and we all help one another. The whole like point, and I'm actually watching in the the conversation going on right now. One member is organizing a community thing, to- uh-huh. I know. totally independent of us, it's and it's cool. great. Is yeah. wonderful. So uh, that's patreon.com slash the smut answers. The tiers, uh, the real tiers really start at $5 per month. If you've got it to spare, uh, we try to give back way more in value um, so that it is worth every penny. Um, so yeah, just consider that. And, but if not, you can always reach out to us. A question you ask, maybe a podcast episode, maybe a blog post, you never know. It, it will show up. If, if we know that people want to know the answer, we will find a way to answer it. So yeah. that is it for us this week. Next week, I am on my lonesome without Molly and it is sad. And do I know what I'm going to talk about as of the day we're recording this? Nope, not at all. Figure it out. <laughs> But we will together be back in a couple of weeks, but we the podcast will definitely be back next week. So see you then. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye.